My name is Jason Samard, and I am the founder of Sims Coaching Systems. I'm here with my co-founder, Joe Moretti, and we're here on the Seven Figure Real Estate Podcast, the podcast you didn't know you even needed. Everyone, get your notepads out. Let's go. We're going to bring you value week over week, and we're actually going to be a lot of fun, and we hope to make you laugh out loud. Subscribe to our channel. Check the content out. If you're looking to take this to a whole nother level, we got you covered. Joe, we're ready. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, man. Here we are. Listen, Joe, uh, as a friend, I just want you to know you need a haircut. Man, you're swinging below the belt before we even started. My hair, I I was thinking about maybe, I had long hair for a little bit, like long. Like it was, I went almost two years and then I cut it back before we went to Orlando. And uh, I think I might grow like a pompadour, like slick back again, which is what I initially had. Not long. But a pompadour slick back. Because I know the long hair, there, there were some issues there. Joe, there were some serious issues. In fact, it brings me back to a story <laughs> in Whistler. And I, I think the sometimes... The Whistler trip. Oh, I think geez. sometimes... And ladies, I love you. But sometimes I think that you guys misunderstand guys and like banter. Because one of the things you have to understand about men, especially like close friends, is we make fun of each other all the time. To our faces, guys are nasty. Oh, savages. Like savages. I will rib you at every possible opportunity and i know you'll do the same as people have found from this freaking the little airport story but here's the deal ladies to our faces we might be like that but behind each other's back i'd be like man i take a bullet for that guy he's a oh, beauty yeah. i just i think the world of joe right that's the truth but to your face i'll never say that um there's a funny story though in whistler oh geez joe you're the best storyteller you got to you got to tell people the story of what happened in oh, whistler man. That was misunderstood by the opposite gender. Man, what a story that was. Holy, oh, I haven't man. even thought about that in a while. So so again, I had long hair. Like you got to think, like we're talking two years. Like it was, it was like past my shoulders. And I will say it is receding a bit at the top. So did I need a haircut? Sure. Was it my last, last, last chance for romance at the high school dance? You know, I knew I'm not going to have it for long. Grow it while you can. I, I did. Your Fabio days are over. My Fabio days are over, right? And so we're sitting around a hotel room and we'd been, we'd been drinking quite heavily throughout the day. By the way, premium tequila. Premium tequila. Always Patron. So any listeners out there, shout out Patron. Um, I noticed you sliding into our DMs and you know what? That's cool. So... Uh, <laughs> on the rocks, by the <laughs> on way. On the rocks. And, and if you're a drinker, Out of plastic cups. I highly recommend this. If you want to avoid hangovers, drink premium tequila on the rocks and just stick with that. Don't mix it and stay consistent with it. Good times will happen uh, as you're about to find oh, out. Oh, man. Good times. Oh, man. So we're sitting there, a uh, bunch of us in a room, and we're sitting there drinking. And Jay, you just, you love to light me up about my hair. Like, that was like your thing for two years. Need a haircut. Need a haircut. And at one point, it's funny because in our company, we've got like a group chat, right? And, and it's like all bets are off. We're always taking digs at each other. And you put in the group chat, you put a poll. Does Joe need a haircut? And oddly enough, it was a 50-50 split. It was a 50-50 split. It was a 50-50 split. But we were talking about it and laughing about it in the hotel room. Now, this is like probably midnight, 11.30, midnight, maybe one. I, I don't may even have threatened know. your job. I was like, you know what, Joe? I don't if even you don't know get a haircut by Monday, you're fired. Oh, that, I cannot yeah, yeah, work yeah. with the guy with... I can't do it, Joe. Like... <laughs> And, and I and just then you, kept And then you, you talked about the poll. You're like, and I even put a poll in the chat. And that thing only came back 50-50. And so we're sitting there laughing about it. But I think you were sitting closer to a wall than I was. And like... We man, may have been loud. Oh, we, yeah. We're, 
Yeah, but we also walked in with two full bottles of Patron that were now empty. And then all of a sudden we hear... And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I get up and I'm like, I don't even care. And I'm now in the washroom. Like, I'm standing there taking a leak. And of course, it dudes in a hotel room. The door is probably open. You go walking over and you, you answer the door. And there is this woman at the door. And I'm like standing there taking a leak, like looking back. She's probably like late 20s, early 30s. She wasn't that old. Oh, I would say mid 30s. Mid 30s? Mid 30s, yeah. Okay, so like well, she just, wasn't that old. I mean, I'd she have was, some tequila. She, she was. She was right, like right in that like sweet spot of like, now again, I hate bringing up the generational thing, but I guarantee that I, I don't think she, I, I'm sure she had a world of pronouns. Like, let's just. She may, she may have the she uh, may have, Z pronoun or the pronoun. She, she could. may, she, she may. Could. I think she was. She a, seemed like the type. woke. She see that was the word I was looking for, right? She was very, very woke, and she opens up the door, and she like looks at me standing there going to the washroom, and she's like, "I can help you. You don't need to work in a hostile environment. There are places you can go." And I'm like, "What the fuck is happening here?" And I, I and I'm like mid piss and I'm looking back and this woman's looking at me and then all of a sudden this weird Jason kicked in and you're like but admitted he needs a haircut <laughs> which then took it from about a, a level of She's, about a 6 out of 10 was, in terms of rage like, to a 9 just to give Joe had a little bit of tequila she oh, wasn't talking to you while you were holding yourself peeing no 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 yourself, but I was but in the washroom looking back I Open the door and I'm talking to her. She's like, excuse me, is there uh, somebody else there with you? <laughs> Who needs a haircut? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sorry. And she's like, um, can I talk to him, please? And then you come out yeah. and she's like, hey, just so you know, you don't need to put up with this level of harassment. <laughs> you absolutely, like, I'm here. Here's my card. If you need somebody to talk to, this is not okay. Here's the firm that I represent. And yeah. like... That's right. And she was talking directly to Joe. And she like thought I was like the world's worst like employer on but then you Earth. took, But then you escalated it. Oh, of course. This she is, gave me low-lying fruit. What it, do you think a smart ass like me is going to do? This is, okay, this is, no, this is where it gets interesting. All this is happening. And she's looking at me with genuine empathy and concern. And I'm looking at her. And I didn't, it's not very often that I don't have words. Like I always have, I'm a dude with words. But I, in that moment, did not have words. And all you could say was, but admit he needs a haircut. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like, but, but seriously, though, in all seriousness, look at the guy. He needs a haircut. And she got madder. Oh, man. And madder. And I just, I just like, but you have to understand. And I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But if I'm going to work with this guy, he needs to have a proper haircut. <laughs> And I just, public figures. <laughs> oh man, I had to keep it up, and she finally re- realized that you weren't really a victim. I think, or that you weren't going to be like you no. were too afraid to lose your job. Yeah, I think. I think she was like, "It's a setup. <laughs> it's a setup." Anyway, man, that was like I gotta say though, it's uh, it was one of those things. I will be laughing about for years, man. Makes for a great story. And then here's the thing: the point though that I'm trying that I'm trying to make from today, and and. Please understand, sometimes you may be listening or overhearing a conversation between two guys, and it may be like, oh my God, I can't believe they're saying that, but you have to understand, Oh yeah, this is how most guys interact with each other. It's called friendly banter. It's literally, I see it. We have teenage sons. 
Oh, yeah. And we're, yeah. guess what they do? Do they rib each other? Oh, my God. All the time. It's like you and I just sit there and kind of yep. smile and laugh at each other because it's exactly the same oh, stuff so we we're do. doing. They're just younger, right? But it's just the way it is. And it, it, it's the way we grow up. Yep. And I know that it may not be how some people interact with each other, especially people in, in you know, our opposite gender. And that's, we get it. But mm-hmm. you have to get that if you ever hear that, it's coming from a place of love. Like, I love this guy, but the guy needed a haircut. Oh, and I will admit, did I need a haircut? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But it's funny because we were driving back from Whistler. And you're always like, man, premium tequila. You're never hung over. But I, I'm pretty sure there's been some times <laughs> that we've been like hung over. We might be tired. <laughs> whatever, tired. Whatever's got to get you through the day, we man. We might be tired. But I remember driving back. We still had the card. And we were like, like, do we send a dick pic? Or do we like, what, what do we do here? <laughs> But we did nothing. We, we did, did nothing. nothing. We By did the way, nothing. I've never, I've never sent a dick pic. Just so anybody knows, like I've never sent a dick pic, ever. No, no, no. I haven't either. I'm usually cum shot with the sound on. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. All right, this is going down. We're going to transition this. Right. But hey, All by right. the way, how, how are things at home? How are, how's how's Jen? How are the kids? Oh man, things are great. Things are great. You know, always uh, it's always an adventure adventure with kids. And the one thing that I have found is with teenagers, just how different they uh, they are. Like I have, uh, 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 my son's going to be, so Jackson's going to be 15, Claire's 14, raised in the same house. It's just funny how, how different they can be. I'm sure you notice that too with your boys. Well, just the personalities. Just, oh man, I have three sons, 14, uh, 12, 6, and then my daughter who's three. And they're so different. All four of them are different. It's crazy. I find the boys to be a little more straightforward. Mm. My daughter is like so sweet when she wants to be sweet, like on a level that her brothers could never attain. Yeah. But yeah. she can turn on a dime on a level that her brothers just can't either. You so know. it's like one of those things. It's like she is the sweetest, but she's also like. As we say, shit or, <sighs> shit or sugar. Yeah. Right? You get one way or the Sweet other. Sweet or salty is probably the, the yeah. right thing. She's definitely a little yeah. fireball. I blame her mother. You place, her. You, you place the blame solely on the shoulders of Because her mom's exactly the same way. One minute she loves me, and then boom, just like that, she turns on That's a dime. Hilarious. Yesterday, you know what she got upset with me for? She told me, hey, can you grab the cinnamon? She wanted me to put a little cinnamon on these, these, this thing that I, I made. Uh, I, I have she got an air fryer. I got an air fryer. That's a big and news made, at the Smart House. I, I, I cut up some bananas and I put them in the air fryer. And then I put a little sim, cinnamon on that. Really good, actually. Nice little dessert. Good topping. Uh, well, she's like, well, grab the cinnamon out of the cupboard. So I grabbed the cinnamon and, and I tried to like take it apart. And it just wasn't coming off. So I got my scissors and I cut it partway through. You cut it below the Ziploc line. Yes, I you? did. Joe, I did. Didn't you? I did. Oh, and then man. I got a little spoon and I put it on there. And then I put it back in the cupboard. No. Well, guess what happened? Not only did she walk into the room one time and she's like, she's like, babe, what is this? She's like, you could have asked me, blah, blah, blah. And she got all mad. And then I'm like, honey, just relax. I'm sorry. Right? She leaves, comes back 30 seconds later with another bag of cinnamon that was already opened. Oh, I no. made the cardinal sin of opening that a is... bag of cinnamon when we already had one that was like three Man. quarters full, Joe. The look on her in her just eyes disdain oh disdain she, if she had a knife there i mm. probably would have been stabbed and i may not be on this podcast right now she Man. could not believe how stupid i could be to open cinnamon with scissors you know, below the ziploc line. that is the what they call i don't care about anything else that is the original sin is opening up a second jar of pickles second bag of cinnamon 
And I think, man, like, I don't know what torment that could be worse than somebody getting pissed off about opening that second package. How I, many men, how many men have not gotten love that night because of making a cardinal <laughs> mistake gotten, just not, like that? Not gotten I mean, that love? How many, how many men go to bed lonely, ashamed of themselves? They can't oh, even believe man. that they would make such a cardinal mistake. Well, still, yeah, I, I make know. those mistakes often. There's one and way, I don't even do it yeah, on but purpose. you can fix it. You can fix How it. How do I fix Producer it? Producer Ryan, do you know what he has? What's He's that? got a vacuum sealer. Oh. You can fix this. Okay. This could be fixed. Okay. Um, but I will say, I was thinking about you last night. Yeah, were you? Oh, oh, yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, I was. Well, 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 well I, I just, I knew there was a disturbance in the forest because I don't know if people know, we live across the street from each other. Oh, did you hear the stain <laughs> coming from our bedroom? I could smell it. It smelled like sulfur. <laughs> the disdain. Joe, I've had moments where I wake up and I look over and I swear her head does a full 360 yeah, just... and she breathes fire on me. <laughs> oh, man. That's... That, that's happened on more than one occasion. So I was thinking you, about you last night. Okay. I started watching the show on Netflix. It's called Killer Sally. Okay. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Is producer Paige? Okay. It is about a, uh, a woman bodybuilder. Okay. Who kills her spouse. Oh, geez. Jason, I'm concerned. That was in my top 10 <laughs> list. I purposely don't watch anything to do with women <laughs> killing their husbands because I sleep with an eye open. Okay. Like... And in this, in this, in this, in this, in this documentary, the uh, this woman, uh, Sally, Susie, S- Sally, she puts her husband on her shoulders and starts doing squats. <laughs> and I was like, I think this is date night at the Smart House. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that this that Jason is on her yeah. shoulders doing squats. Okay, first off, I will say my wife is pretty strong. She is jacked. But I will throw the caveat: she's strong for her gender. Okay. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Here I'm we go. Somebody right now, but she... I like to remind her every once in a while that I am the top G in our household. That I am the one with the freaking most charm, the biggest arms. I but you can't her. figure out how to close the cinnamon. But I can't figure out how to close cinnamon. Okay. <laughs> hey, God doesn't give up with both hands, man. Just like me, like I wasn't born rich. I'm good looking instead. Like I get it. You cannot have everything. You can't have. Everything. I get it. You can't have. Everything. I get it. So transitioning to real estate, maybe we could talk a little bit of real estate today. Ah, well, yeah, it's, I think there's about two minutes left. What I want to talk about is the importance of quality open-ended questions. Oh, yes. Because this is an area that I hear a lot of people make the cardinal mistake of asking questions that really aren't engaging, that really don't open up a prospect in any way, shape, or form. And then the feedback, they say, oh, that person wasn't interested. Mm. No, you asked terrible questions and that's why they weren't interested. Oh, guess what? They weren't interested in you. Yeah. That's what it is. Because if you ask a question and if I say, hey, Joe, how are you? Oh, man, I'm great. You're just going to respond in a one-word answer, right? Tell me about your day. Different, right? Mm. Now I'm asking, I'm inviting you to tell me about your day. So for anybody who has kids, how was your day at school versus what was the highlight of your day? Ask that question or your spouse or a friend or a family member, ask that question. Don't ever ask, how was your day? It was fine, whatever. How was your day is basically saying, I could give two fucks about how your day was. I'm just actually just asking a question and I already know the answer and I don't actually want to talk to you. Oh, exactly. Right? But if you say, hey, babe, tell me about your day. Walk me through some of the things that you got got done today. Wow, I I bought a second bag of cinnamon. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And I bought a vacuum sealer. (laughs) (laughs) So... That's very important. I, I think so too. And, and I think um, people don't apply that enough in, in prospecting. I think that that's a major, major issue because we get so many people that go, well, my leads are shit. 
right? Well, I'll tell you, you're getting the same leads that we're getting. We're just able to qualify better. And how we qualify better is we're actually emotionally invested in the conversation. And I think that Joe Langdon on our team, he is he's amazing at this. He is one of the greatest question askers and one of the most thoughtful people I've ever known. He sends me videos every week and he sent me one about like the guys on like the Pawn Stars selling some stuff that they bought on a like a home shopping channel because he knew I was talking to him about a product from a home shopping channel, but that was like weeks ago. But he's he asks questions and he relates stories and everything is a narrative with him. So I think that is a lost art, that ability to ask a question and actually care about the response. Just, yeah, my two Act, cents, Active man. listening. Active listening. Here's one. Active fidgeting. Yeah, I, I'm a <laughs> fidgeter. I fidget. I move a lot. Man, this, this whole podcast is It's like a new drinking game. I'm How many times? Like, Joe the, says I'm constantly adjusting the nipples on my mic. Yeah. I, I, I just like playing with the nipples, I guess. I don't know what I, it is. I don't know. I, it just is there, and I just want to twist it. So anyways, open-ended questions. If I say to you, Joe, I said, hey, Joe, what is it about your home right now that isn't quite working for you that has you exploring other options? Ooh. That invites you to start opening up to me. If I want to get to your true why, asking a quality question like that will absolutely start getting conversation flowing. And what happens is when you become a master of asking open-ended questions that get people to elicit more information than they would have planned to give you, that is when you become a true advisor because now you're doing... 80% of the listening, 20% mm -hmm. of the talking. So, man, what a, what a great point. So, you know, hey, Jason, talk to me about, um, you know, what is it with your home that, that's not working for you that's got you exploring other, um, other opportunities or exploring uh, this new move? That's what people should be asking, but what are they asking? Well, people would ask questions like, um, are you working with a realtor? Oh, yeah. As of one of the first questions they asked, nothing says, I only care about myself and I could care less about you than saying, are you working with a realtor? Because mm -hmm. if they say yes or no, how do, where do you go with that, right? So instead of saying that, you could say something like, Joe, tell me about some of the homes that you've seen recently that you've really liked. Or can you tell me about some of the homes that you've seen over the last several months? Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't seen any, or I've been to open houses, or I'm just, I actually haven't been out to do that yet. Or, well, yeah, I've seen these. Oh, great. Well, tell me about the person that's been showing you the properties. Talk to me about your previous experiences in real estate. Yeah. Same thing, right? Another big one. Um, another question that I can't stand that like to me is like nails on a chalkboard is, are you pre-approved? Oh, I hate that question. But so many people ask it. Yeah. Here's one. Here's one. Write this one down, guys, if you're listening, okay? So if I asked you the question, I said, okay, Joe, you and Jen, you walk through this house. It checks off all the boxes for you and you can actually see yourselves living there. In your mind... What would be the next steps that would need to happen in order for you and Jen to feel comfortable purchasing it? Man, what a great question. Don't say another word after that. Just listen and wait for them to respond. What you'll get often is, well, we need to talk to our bank. Oh, well, we need to sell our house or we need to write an offer or we like, ah, they, whatever anxiety, whatever thing that they haven't dealt with yet to get prepared to buy it will come to the forefront. And then your job is to basically help them, help them self-identify mm -hmm. what they need to do next. And it's amazing when people self-identify, they're much more likely to take action on something than you telling them. So all a good advisor does is asks questions that help them self-discover exactly where they're at. And then you just basically build a bridge. Well, in order to go from point A to point B, Joe, here's what our next step should look like. And you get a lot less objections when you make a recommendation.
Um, I'm going to give you another really great question. So Joe, what would you hope to gain from a potential move? Mm, That's a good one. So much more powerful, right? These are questions about them. Joe, the last thing I ever want to do is, is rip your heart out by showing you a home that you wouldn't feel comfortable purchasing. Have you had a chance to explore what your payments would look like and what you'd be pre-approved for? That's a different way of asking that, right? Make it about them. Never, ever make it about you because it's not. As an advisor, it's always about your client. And I think sometimes realtors are just like, well, I don't want to waste my time. Well, I don't want to waste your time. It's mm-hmm. a difference in mindset, right? That'll make a huge impact and bring great value. I almost you got yourself. There. Almost. Did. Do you know what one of my favorite questions is? So, Jason, let me ask you: How does Natasha feel about this upcoming move? Oh, such a oh, good question. Always oh, ask because you've you've only talked. Your... Typically, you've talked to one party yep. at that at that point. But what amazing insight! Well, you know, Natasha, we haven't really talked about it yet. Well, you know, she doesn't really even know I'm making this call. Well, now you know. You know the uphill battle that you're going to have to fight. Yeah, I love that question, right? I always, always ask, hey, how does, your, how does Natasha feel about this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, well, we haven't, I haven't even talked to her about it yet. Or, well, truth is, I'm actually planning to leave. Not, I'm not. But, you know, truth, truth is, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Don't clip this because that'll sound really bad. Um, but the, the truth is like, well, um, I haven't had a chance to talk to her about it or we just started, started talking about, it, or, oh my God, she mm-hmm. like wanted to do this like yesterday. This was her idea. Right. So it's important to kind of get a sense of where the spouse is at because at the end of the day, one thing you have to understand is you can't get anybody to make a decision if there's more than one party involved. If there's two people on title of the property, Joe, I can't get you to sell the house without Jen's approval. So mm-hmm. I need to get her thoughts on what is is it that's causing her to want to explore this idea in the first place? Yeah. And I think that you just need to be consistent. Like if you're like really get consistent on asking those open-ended questions. And I think that having a well-presented script I think is, is a huge plus. And I've, I've seen some of the greatest prospectors on the planet. I mean, they've got that pasted on their wall, right? Have that resource available. Don't wing it. I hate when people wing it. Like don't practice. Also don't practice on your prospects. Totally. Have that partner, have those scripts handy, get your resources, make it easier on yourself. Totally. So point of today, guys, ask better questions. If you guys want some better questions to ask, reach out to us, info at simscoachingsystems.com. We'll send you some open-ended scripts and dialogues that you guys can use with your buyers, your sellers, your phone prospects, um, things that work really effectively. We dropped some really good value on this. So if you guys were listening, take some notes, go back and listen to some of the points that we made there. Um, if you're not subscribed to our channel, this is the first time you're checking us out. We've got some previous episodes that we've that we've done. Check them out. We love to bring entertainment. We like to tell some good stories. Every Tuesday. Um, but we also like to give you value so that you guys can end on something that's tangible that you can implement in your business. So Sims Coaching Systems, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple now. We're also on YouTube. YouTube. Um, you're going to find us on, if you want to follow us on Instagram, at Sims Coaching Systems is our handle. Um, if you found this valuable, comment, guys. Like This is what helps us keep doing mm-hmm. what we do. Uh, if you have topics that you'd want us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, as always, Joe, I, man, I look forward to this. This is one of my highlights of my week. Every time that we do an episode, I just have so Yeah, I was on vacation last week and even made sure I was in here still uh, making these podcasts, man. I love it. And just remember, get a haircut and get a real job. Get a haircut, get a real <laughs> job. And, um, next time you go to be a vigilante, just stop for a second and just think maybe, 
just maybe there's some playful banter going uh, yeah. on between two people. She definitely kicked over. And not everything needs to be taken so literally. And if you did less of that, maybe we'd have uh, a world where people are, uh, you know, feeling a little bit more comfortable. Man, did she kick over a hornet's nest. Oh boy, that was awesome. But anyways, <laughs> subscribe to our channel. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, we appreciate you.